promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, Drexel University, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the next exciting edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. My name's Matt Cabry, and I lead a group called Select Greater Philadelphia, and we're really thrilled to be welcoming a Philadelphia-based company, kind of an iconic company that many of us may or may not have heard of before. It's called Frank V. Radomsky & Sons. They work in the construction trades, and we're really thrilled to be welcoming Phil and Mary Kate Radomsky. Phil, mm-hmm. thanks for taking time out to join Thank us. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Kate, it's great to have you here as well. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, Phil, take us back uh, to the origins, if you will, of the company. I think it was 1922? 1922. My uh, grandfather was an immigrant from Poland, came over in 1902, came through Ellis Island. When he was very young, he decided to start a construction company. 1922, he started a construction company doing storefronts in the Bridesburg section of the city, nice town section of the city. And from there, got into the Depression. And pretty much during the Depression, he would do anything. He ran coal out of Scranton down to Philadelphia. He would do anything he could to make a living for his family. And was this kind of the um, Rondomsky, you know, kind of heritage, if you will? Yes, it was. Um, I had, supposedly, I had a grandfather in Poland who was a plasterer. So construction was in the blood. Yeah. And that's where it came from. And how Philadelphia, how did Philadelphia become the home? It was just the spot, or, or did your grandfather, Frank, have connections here? I believe they had connections here down in the nice town section of the city. They had some relatives, and they moved down from New York to uh, the nice town section. And uh, he grew up there and, like I say, started the construction company in uh, 1922. And it's all history from here. It's, it's been doing well. So those great seeds that were planted, they really took hold and they started to grow. And in 1947, after World War II, things got a little bit more structured and your dad, I think, got involved? Yes. My father was went through the GI Bill, went to college, got his degree in civil engineering from Drexel University. And he came with the company in 1947 after he got out of the uh, Army. In fact, he was in the Army. He was in Germany for the rebuild. Um, he was in charge of several areas uh, for rebuilding. So he was putting that education to work over there first. Absolutely, and using those family skills. Yes, yeah, that's correct. great. And talk a little bit about how the organization has grown. How large are you guys today? I know you're fourth generation because Mary Kate is with us. <laughs> but but how has the organization evolved? Well, during the war, we actually went into industrial construction, and from there, it's taken off. Um, we have a lot of the same clients today that we had in 1947. Do a lot of pharmaceutical work, petrochemical work, communications work. All people that we've worked for pretty much since the beginning, and it's repeat clients. Uh, it's the quick turnaround, the, the fast response that we can give these companies that they like and re- respond to. So, And where's headquarters today? Are you still in the city or are you in the greater Philadelphia region? No, we originally started, like I say, our office was in Nice Town. We moved yep. up to Germantown. Yep. And then in the 1990s, we moved up to uh, Colmar, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Montgomeryville. Yep, absolutely. So Montgomery County headquartered. Correct. That's great. And we love that because here at Select Greater Philadelphia and our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia, we're all about the neighborhood. And the neighborhood is southeastern Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, and northern Delaware. And I see here a lot of the projects that you and your team work on take us down to other parts of the neighborhood, if you will. I I see Dow and Arkema and Verizon and and Merck and AstraZeneca and Honeywell and many others. Exactly. Is, Is there an expertise that your team delivers or is it general construction? 
construction work? We do very little out-of-the-ground construction. All of our work, 99% of it is renovation. Gotcha. Difficult renovations where manufacturing is, is in progress, uh, where, you know, facilities are in operational mode and they need work done. So we go into those operational facilities and do the work without any complications. And that's where, where our expertise is. That's great. And uh, pivoting a little bit here, because I know, uh, you, and you're very proud of this, as you should be, that you're now fourth generation. That's exactly. really exciting. It is. It really and, is. And I want to turn to Mary Kate, who's a proud graduate of Temple University. Yep. And I want to come back, Phil, to your, your experiences in, in the educational sector and the mm-hmm. trades as well. But Mary Kate, I can't help but um, not ask this question and start <laughs> this question with you, if you're okay with it. It's yeah. Frank Radomski and Sons Incorporated. Yet here we are with Mary Kate Radomski. <laughs> so how's that working? Um, I, I don't mind the name. I, I'm the first woman, I think, in my family to ever have like a project management position, and so I think that's really cool. I'm a big advocate for getting more women into the trades and having lady carpenters and, and women estimators and project managers. So if I can pave the way, then... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you should be proud of that. Mm-hmm. And um, talk with us a little bit about some of your background in terms of growing up in the family. I mean, this mm-hmm. has been around your kitchen table, I would suspect, your oh, entire, my entire life. entire life. Absolutely. I worked at all of my summers from like eighth grade on. I worked in the office. Um, I was out in the field. I was doing everything. And I actually, I went to college. I, when I started at Temple, I wanted to be on the radio. I, w- right. I went to school for communications and marketing. And well, here you are living your dream. And here I am doing that right now. That's right. Um, but um, I stayed working at Radomski part time in the summers, and when I graduated, I I just kind of stayed doing it. Right. And I learned that a lot of what you do in this business is hands on anyway, and I could actually apply some of the things I I learned in school, marketing wise and communications wise and networking wise. And, and help the company that way, too. Absolutely. I help design our website. I help us um, with the CLC and the GBCA. That's the Construction Leadership Council that they have there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's working. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree that good communication skills – they will help you regardless of the industry you're working Absolutely. on. And I suspect there's a naturalness that you would think about getting into the family mm-hmm. business. It's funny how many people you realize like can't talk on the phone. Right. Like you know like, That's right. like it's it, learning communications in college actually did help me a lot to do this and the things I'm learning in my career now I'm learning in the field. So everyone we work with is so knowledgeable and they're great teachers. So that's great, and mm-hmm. and I, I suspect you learned a lot from you know working not only with the entire family but with your dad who, who mm-hmm. also grew up at the kitchen table. Yeah. You know? and so Phil sitting there listening and learning from the conversations that your dad and your grandfather were having, I suspect naturally led to an interest and an inclination for you to get involved in the trades as well. Well, I have, uh, like I say, I form a big family. There's there's eight of us. My three sisters went to do something else, but all the boys ended up in the construction business. I've always wanted to do this since I was very little. I'm the only one who wanted to do this since I was very little. That's why I have the engineering degree and the construction management degree that I do. I just like to build. I like to see the final product. 
that's what I enjoy. I enjoy that more than anything else. Taking something that was nothing and turning it into a usable, functional project mm-hmm. is one of the best fulfillments I can get. And you get great satisfaction out of that, I can tell. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. great. But I know there's other things that bring you great satisfaction as well, and it's in the trades, it's in the vocations. And what I like to often say is, how do we make the trades and how do we make these vocational skill sets cool again? And there's peaks and valleys in these kinds of right. um, evolutions of, of folks who see this as a, a career path and those who you know may want to pursue something else. But frankly, they should probably pursue the trades because that's where their expertise is and that's where their natural skill set is as well. And I know you're both involved with GBCA, General Building Contractors Association, and you're really mm-hmm. proud of those connections. And I really want to talk a little bit more about the apprenticeship programs that you're involved with. Yes. Yeah, so what I was taught at a very young age is you have to give back to the industry. So my father was always involved with General Building Contractors Association, and I took over that role at his passing. Um, I was involved in college with it as well. And one of the things that I've had the opportunity to do is I am co-chair of the Philadelphia Carpenters Apprenticeship Committee. Mm. This is a management labor committee put together at the negotiation table where 55 cents of every hour for every carpenter worked in the counties in Philadelphia goes to this apprenticeship fund. Wow. And you can take a person – If they can pass the entrance test, they can get a sponsor through one of the signatory members, can go to a four-year accredited apprenticeship school for free. Wow, that's impressive. Yes. Yeah. Share with us the challenges of finding folks who, one, know about this program, and two, see it as a career path for them. Is it hard? It is hard. The test is not easy. Right. It is a, basically a math test. I know quite a few people who've tried to take it and failed. Mm-hmm. You just can't take this on a whim and expect to pass. It's got a lot of trigonometry in it. It's got a lot of geometry in it. Right. It's got a lot of algebra in it. Things, math skills that you are going to need in the field. But once you pass that test, now it's your responsibility to go find a sponsor. Right. So you make phone calls, it's people you know, people you don't know, friends in the field, that kind of thing, and you have to get a sponsor. Once you have a sponsor, now you're an apprentice. Gotcha. And it's a four-year accredited program, and it is probably the best apprenticeship program in the country. And are seats going unfilled, or, or are people lined up out the door? Actually, we have a backlog that's good. That's a good problem. Yes. Yeah. Where we need more is from minorities and women. Gotcha. Okay. The Carpenters Apprenticeship Committee put together a program called WIC, Women in Carpentry, yep. not Women in Construction, two different animals there. Okay. Um, <laughs> where they took 12 women, put them through a six-week boot camp in the school where they learned hands-on construction learned how to take the test, learned, were tutored on taking the test, sharpened their math skills sure. so they could pass the yeah. test. Yeah. All 12 women took the test and passed. Gotcha. That's I think great. it's I think it's worth noting, too, that every yeah. single woman in that class can do everything all the male apprentices can do. They're sure. held up to Why, the same standard. Yeah, they're, yeah. and I, I think it's incredible what they're doing here. I would so. actually expect nothing mm-hmm. less. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But let me ask uh, and build on that, Mary-Kate. How hard is it to get women interested in that field it's very hard i think there's the stigma toward it like it's a man's job and this that and the other thing but it's it's really not if you have what it takes a woman can be more successful than a man in construction right 
and you can make as much money, you can make more money. And I, I wish there wasn't such a stigma toward it. Because, like I even t- like I, I don't do anything in the field. Like I'm a project manager, but I don't I don't use tools. You're not swinging but a hammer. But people even yeah. look at me funny when I say that, though. Right, right. Like, when you walk onto a site, they do. Yeah. And um, I, I hope someday there doesn't need to be a woman in carpentry program, and the women can just be in the regular program. Right. And um, it, it's great that we have it, though. That is great. Mm-hmm. And I know um, I know the program you referenced, uh, well, I guess I should say the team at Frank V. Radomsky and Sons mm-hmm. is Montgomery County based. But yes. your roots are in Philadelphia. Correct. And there are programs specific to the city of Philadelphia that your team and GBCA are partnering on specifically with the city of Philadelphia. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about that. There are, um, again, the building trades in Philadelphia, if you read the Philadelphia Inquirer, you'll know has a minority problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they are trying their damnedest, pardon my language, to, sure. to get that taken care of. Right. And GBCA realizes this, Carpenters realize this, and they've put together uh, several programs where they bring minorities in, same thing, put them through a boot camp, put them through schooling, put them through training on how to pass the test, to give them the skills that they need to be able to pass the test into the apprenticeship program. And then once they pass that test, get their sponsors and put these people to work. Yep. So, folks, we're talking with a father-daughter team, Phil and Mary-Kate. And, you know, what I love, Phil, about what you just described is that not only your team at Frank V. Rondomsky and Sons are helping to solve this problem, if you will, but it's going through a recognized and structured program like GBCA. People talk about this as a challenge all the time, but they don't realize that there's a path in place to resolve it. Correct. And to improve and welcome women and minorities into the trades. And and that's what's really inspiring to me is we can talk about the problems all we want, but we have to put a plan into place the way your team at GBCA and and at Frank V. Radomsky and Sons have done. And I want to pivot just a little bit, and it's a little bit of a historic uh, positioning because I think some of the challenges may go back to the trade schools. And you're a proud graduate of Spring Garden College, which um, closed in the early 1990s for a variety of reasons. But that was a true construction management career path for a lot of young people uh, who were interested in the trades. And I'm not sure if that exists in the same way. If you could talk about that from your experiences. Most of the, and I'm involved through the GBCA, through the Associated General Contractors of America, I get a chance to see a lot of the construction management programs in the country. And I can't find one that was similar to Spring Garden. Right. Spring Garden gave you a hands-on knowledge to the industry. It did it for mechanical engineering. It did it for electrical engineering. It did it for civil engineering. It did it for construction. It did it for architecture. Yeah. And that doesn't exist anymore. I'd love to hear about a situation that um, was on the job that uh, you're either you're really proud of or that you learned from that just kind of didn't go the way you thought it was go to go and and how your team kind of resolved it for your client or overcame it to really provide that solution well we uh we do like i say we do a lot of work for some standing long-standing clients and we were doing a large office renovation just recently Mm -hmm. and uh the manager on the job didn't think we could get it done in the time frame that they wanted it done right and they added a lot of extras to the job. And I got my whole field team together, all my carpenters. I've got all my mechanical contractors, my electrical contractors. And we had a big meeting without any of the owners around and told them that they didn't think we could do it. And that inspired them. And that inspired them. And on 
that 14th day of June, I handed the keys to them with a certificate of occupancy saying, here it is. We're done. Right. And they couldn't believe it. Yeah. What a proud feeling, though. It was. It, yeah. was, it was fantastic. And not just for you, the whole crew. Our, our guys never cease to amaze me. They really yeah. don't. Every, every single person in that field is so important. And I like I can't stress that to them enough. I'm like, all of you are crucial to getting our jobs done. We can't do our jobs if you don't do yours. Right. So every time they do anything, it impresses me. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's really great. And I, I want to shift gears a little bit more and come back to a little bit of the flavor of greater Philadelphia, because um, you are a proud native, born and raised in Philadelphia, between Chestnut Hill and Lansdale, Montgomery County is really what you call home. And today in Dresher, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and Mary Kate, it sounds like you grew up in Montgomery County as well, mm-hmm, yep. Orland, Fort Washington, Dresher mm-hmm. area, right? Um, what do you love about Philadelphia? It's the biggest small town in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a small town feel when you go downtown. I can't walk down the street without seeing somebody I know. Yeah. That's or great. it's just, it's fantastic. I've been to a lot of different towns in this country. This is the biggest small town. Mm-hmm. It really is. Everybody yeah. knows everything. Okay. Yeah. The, feel, the feeling of community. Like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That was the best week of my life. Yeah. Everyone was smiling at each other. You can go to Wawa for a week after that, and everyone was your friend. Still are. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just bring that up, and all yeah. tensions are relieved. And Mary-Kate, I'm comfortable sharing this with you. You are much younger than your dad and me, <laughs> uh, so you don't know how lucky you are oh, that yeah. you've seen an Eagles win oh, I know. as early in your life <laughs> as you have. <laughs> But you're part of the millennial generation as well. And one of our favorite fun facts at Select Greater Philadelphia is the millennial population in the city of Philadelphia is growing faster than any other major metropolitan area. I believe it. And it's really special. And I I capture it in a couple different ways. It's really about affordability and it's about opportunity. You can grow your career here in a way that you can't in other regions of the world. And, and I'm curious, based on your experience as a young person growing up in this region, is that something that um, you appreciate? And, and how do you feel as a millennial, you know, having been born and raised here and now starting your career here? Mm, absolutely. Going back to what he said, it is the biggest small town that I'm aware of. And networking is so easy. Right. Because you know one person and they know someone and it's it's so easy to make connections that way right and in our field networking is so important right we rely on our subcontractors we rely on architects we like we, we rely on other divisions and we wouldn't be anywhere without connections right and living in philadelphia definitely makes that easier if you're having trouble finding a job you can talk to someone who knows someone and I, I can see how living here would definitely be desirable to a millennial who's just getting started just getting their feet on the ground but has a friend whose dad has a friend, right. and suddenly they have a job with a million new connections, That's and right. it just keeps growing. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. Those relationships are important. And who doesn't know the Radomskis? <laughs> <laughs> right? I hope a few people don't. <laughs> how about from a career perspective and a talent perspective? Because you, you guys run a team. How, how large is the company? Right now, I would say we're a medium-sized construction yeah. company. We do anywhere between $30 million to $40 million yeah, a year. That's so. great. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. But from a, from a talent perspective, I would think it has to be – you know, it's just catch-22, to your point earlier, about finding good talent through apprentice programs. But I suspect the folks that are on your crew are really talented, and you can find folks who, who can deliver. I pride myself in taking people who don't have construction degrees, mm-hmm. putting them in the company, and teaching them construction. That's me. Yeah. In fact, yeah. in fact we just lost a, a young man who went to University of the Arts. Right. And was he, a, so he was a saxophone major at York. Right. And, and graduated, or not graduated, left our company knowing as a ton about right. construction. He was able to go get another job 
in construction out right. in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Based on what based on what we taught him. Right. Right. So and it, is he pursuing his sax career in uh <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if he is or not. <laughs> but that's there you a, go. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, a part of our community that we're also very proud of and that we tout on a regular basis. The talent that's here, everything from engineering to eds and meds to financial services and marketing and communications and this community of firsts that, you know, not quite as old as the country, but your family business uh, kind of ranks up there with, you know, firsts being founded in 1922, and, and you're still with us today, which is pretty cool. It is. It's amazing. Um, my brothers and I are, are members of the Carpenters Company of Philadelphia, which is right over on 4th and Chestnut, which is Carpenters Hall. And my father was a member, and that basically was formed as a builder's guild hmm. to teach people how to build. And we're proud of that. We're proud of being part of that heritage. Right. That's great. Mm -hmm. So you're coming up on your 100-year anniversary. Yes. Yeah, we are. In in 2022, right? (laughs) Yes. What's next? What do you see the future of Frank V. Radomski and Sons over the next 5, 10, 20 years? Well, we're having – I am the youngest son Mm -hmm. of my generation. Mary Kate and my son, and I have a nephew, a couple of nephews in, in the business as well, and some mm-hmm. other young people in the business who I think could be the fourth generation very easily. Right. My job now is to teach them the skill set that I've learned over 35 years and teach them that same skill set. So in the next year, you know, 15 years before I retire, that they can do what I'm doing now. Right. You've got to get and, them ready. And, and get yeah. them ready. And that's doing the same things we're doing now because we do them so well. Right. And this is why apprentices are important, too, because the apprentices today are going to be our our superintendents and our foremen in 30 years. And and we we need those. We can't run a job without them. Right. So... It's, it's so important. It, right. There's a change of dynamics that happened probably about 20 years ago in the industry, where the old-style general contractor, which we consider ourselves one, right. has disappeared, and it's gone through the construction management field. So the construction managers like to hire individual trades mm-hmm. for hanging drywall, installing doors and frames, installing millwork, installing gotcha. ceilings, installing carpeting, installing you know whatever – but they're individualized. So, right. car- so, the, so the GC connection has been uh, compromised a little bit. Exactly. So what happens is you get these carpenters who go to school, and all I've ever done is hang drywall. Right. Or all I've ever done is put ceilings in. Right. We don't do that. We teach our carpenters a little bit of everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Concrete, drywall, flooring, a little bit of everything. So you become a jack of all trades. Right. Mm-hmm. It's what I call being a multi-talented team player. Exactly. Uh, which is really successful to grow any career. And uh, it sounds like it's what your team is employing at Frank V. Radomski mm-hmm. and Sons. Yes. And, and sounds like you've been doing that for a long time, and it's been a formula for success for you. It really has. And uh, the carpenters who work for us usually retire with us. Who start with us usually mm-hmm. retire with us because we teach them the skill set. We put a lot of money into safety, a lot of money into training. Yeah. And once we have them, we like to mold them and keep them working, doing what we do best. Yeah. It, it gets to be like a family. It really does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. foremen are retiring now who I've known since I was an infant. Right. You know, because I grew up around these guys. Right. And They may have known your dad when he was a teenager. They did. A lot of them did. <laughs> right. And, and we do. It's almost like a family. Yeah. So. What excites you, Mary-Kate, about what's next for uh, not only for the family business, but for the trades in general? I hope to see more women in construction, definitely. And it's going to be fun to watch it grow. Since I have been around it since I was an infant, it'll be fun to now grow up with it 
and be part of it and see what it becomes. And I would suspect that you're going to be one of the people that make it happen, Mary-Kate. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you're well-positioned to do that with your mm-hmm. communications background, with the DNA and your family roots as part of a family-owned business in the, uh, in the general construction trades business. And with a great mentor like your dad, Phil, you're really poised for continued success. I hope so. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so we were talking earlier, Phil, about uh, Spring Garden College and uh, the fact that Spring Garden College, for a variety of reasons, is no longer with us. But it was one of those institutions, kind of iconic at a certain point in its history, where a lot of young people went to get specific training in the construction and the trades industry. Where would a young person today who's graduating from LaSalle or, or any other high school in the region, where would they turn to get that kind of professional training in the trades? Construction management programs themselves, Philadelphia University or Thomas Jefferson University now, Okay. Drexel University, Temple University, Villanova, University of Delaware, Rowan University, and Penn State Abington all have construction management programs. That's great. Okay, good. Um, The Community College of Philadelphia has a program with the Carpenter's Apprenticeship School that allows them to transfer up to 18 credits to take college-level classes at CCP. Okay, great. And you know what I love about that? Because I think it's really important that there's a, an apprenticeship program. And I only say this, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but a lot of folks who are interested in the trades and a vocational training program may not necessarily think about traditional four-year colleges. Mm-hmm. So I'm really impressed that the Villanovas and the Penn States and the University of Delaware's and the Temples, that they have a program like that. And the need to ensure that young people who are coming out of high school know about those. Mm-hmm. So that path of going to a traditional four-year college, even though it's for a dedicated construction management kind of certified program and degree, is really important. And it can be complemented with, it sounds like, an apprentice program. That is correct. What a lot of kids today don't realize, and I guess it goes to their parents, everybody thinks they have to go to college. You don't have to go to college to get a high-paying, skilled job. There are a lot of apprenticeship programs out there that would love to have you. And you can learn a skill that is irreplaceable. Absolutely. And, you know, this is so important. And I'm so glad, Mary-Kate, that you (laughs) as a young person and a woman are getting involved in the trades. Our region is booming. Everywhere you turn, there's construction and growth happening. And it's not just in the city of Philadelphia. We see it in Montgomery County. We see it in Delaware County. We see it over in New Jersey and northern Delaware as well. And that growth is being driven by, has to be driven by, talented construction professionals. And if we don't have that pipeline in place, that's going to affect our continued growth and the cost of that continued growth. So to hear that these apprentice programs that are being developed and endorsed by and managed by organizations like GBCA, it's really satisfying and and it's really impressive. We have to look at the future. And we know there's an issue and we're doing everything in our power to correct those problems now so it doesn't become a bigger problem later on. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by the Commercial Banking Division of Citizens Bank. You know, the Citizens Bank team, they bring practical financial experience and deep industry expertise to each banking relationship. To learn how Citizens can help your company reach its full potential, visit citizensbank.com backslash commercial. And be sure to check out all of our podcasts at radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Philadelphia.